Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art, the craft and unfortunately the delays of travel photography and nature photography for that matter. It just seems to be a lot about travel photography lately. It is the, what is it today? It is the 4th of March 2023 and this is podcast 66 I think. It might be 67. I really, really got to start checking these things before I jump online and start recording these podcasts. It's 66. So um, the topic of today's podcast is going to be a bit of a mixed bag. Um, I'm currently still in Ottawa in Canada. Um, I've been delayed a few days because, well, according to Canadian North Airlines, because of weather, but I actually think it was a mechanical delay that, that caused the issue. I was supposed to fly from Ottawa um, three days ago to Iqaluit. Uh, in Nunavut, in the north of Canada, and then from there on to Grisfjord. And I would have technically arrived in Grisfjord on the 2nd of March if uh, things had gone according to plan for my expedition that was going to begin on the 3rd of March. But as it turned out, headed to the airport in time for my flight, and the flight from Ottawa to Iqaluit was scheduled and was going to run as planned. I'd actually checked in, I was ready to get on the plane, and then they announced that they were cancelling the flight from Iqaluit to... Uh, resolute with all the stops in between Pond Inlet, Arctic Bay, etc. And that, of course, meant that I was going to be stuck in Iqaluit for four days. Now, according to Canadian North, this was uh, the result of a weather delay, but I actually don't believe that was the case. I think they're calling it a weather delay simply so they don't have to pay for everybody's hotels. Uh, the reality is, is that the flight was previously delayed by three hours, which indicates some sort of mechanical issue or scheduling issue, nothing to do with weather. And looking at the weather forecast at that particular point in time, visibility was very, very good. Uh, six kilometer visibility, which is plenty for a pilot to land a plane. So I think it was not weather related, but Canadian North say it was, and that means that they don't have to pay for our hotels. So that unfortunately is a game the airlines play these days when they need to cancel flights. If they can blame it on the weather, they will. Uh, and then they point to their exclusion policy that says, we don't have to pay for your hotel if it's a weather delay. So that is the unfortunate nature of it. So most of my group, um, in fact, the rest of my group actually flew yesterday to Iqaluit. Uh, they decided to overnight there. Uh, I decided I'd prefer to stay here in Ottawa. Um, tomorrow I'm going to fly, if all goes according to plan, to Iqaluit and then straight on to Resolute, where the rest of my group was flying today. So we'll be meeting up in Resolute tomorrow evening, all going according to plan, uh, which it usually never does in the high Arctic, but let's see, it's take two. Uh, and then the following day, we're all going to fly to Grisfjord. Now that means we'll be arriving in Grisfjord on the 6th of the month, which is three days later than we were scheduled to begin the expedition. So as a result of that, we will now uh, prepare, I've already advised our guides on site, and we will now prepare and we will be departing the same day we arrive. So effectively, we're going to land in Grisfjord. We'll probably take a couple of hours to, uh, excuse me, to prepare our gear uh, and get ready and then head out on snowmobiles. It's just going to mean that our first day is going to be a very, very long day, probably well and truly into the night before we get to Camp 1 or what I planned for Camp 1 at our cabin. But it's exciting nonetheless. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it uh, getting underway. These sort of delays, unfortunately, they're just common. When you're traveling in the high Arctic in winter, weather, um, other factors, scheduling, maintenance, airlines, all of this plays into a big melting pot. That means that most of the time, unfortunately, you don't get where you want to go on time. Uh, and we're still not there yet. Tomorrow, things might still go amiss. I'm hoping, of course, that they don't. We'll just see what the airlines throw up. It's been snowing all day here in Ottawa today. 
Uh, it's just stopped now and it's almost 6pm here. Uh, I suspect that tomorrow the weather looks okay for flying. I don't envisage any weather delays tomorrow and all going well, I should get to Resolute, uh, which is four flights tomorrow um, from Ottawa and then overnight in Resolute and then early morning flight the following day on the Twin Otter to Grisfjord. So that's the plan at the moment. We've had to adjust things a little bit, as I said, because of the delays, but these delays are just a fact of life in high Arctic travel. Uh, and, you know, you can say, yeah, you're unlucky with the airlines, but realistically, this is what happens traveling in the Arctic in winter. So let's put weather delays aside for a moment and just talk about a bit, a little bit of good news I got today. So I received an email, oh, was it around lunchtime today, that um, I have been selected, multiple images of mine have actually been selected to be finalists in Bird Photographer of the Year. That's something I'm really excited about. I, I might have mentioned this quite a few podcasts ago now that I'd entered this for the very first time. I think I might have talked about it when I reviewed the Bird Photographer of the Year books, actually, uh, which I did a whole podcast on, books one to seven. Those are a fantastic series of books. And if you've got any interest in birds, you should definitely be checking those out. You can order them online from Bird Photographer of the Year, or you can actually pick them up even cheaper through third-party resellers. But putting that aside, it was the first time I'd ever entered it. Uh, and I didn't really know how I was going to go. Of course, I put what I thought was my best foot forward, but you never know what the judges are looking for uh, in these sort of competitions. So I've put forward, I think I put forward a dozen images and seven of them have been selected as finalists. So I'm really, really happy with that as a result. Even if they don't go any further than that, that's a fantastic result for me, first time entering this competition. Because you never know, as I said, what the judges are looking for. Uh, a couple of the images that I had selected that had done very, very well in previous competitions, went nowhere in Bird Photographer of the Year. So they weren't selected as finalists. So as I said, it comes down to what the particular judges are looking for. Um, that's why reading the competition entry rules is so important, to try and get an inkling of what they might be looking for. And I did do that, and I tried to work around what I thought they were looking for. And in this case, seven of my entries have, have made the finals. So very excited about that. I don't actually know when the final awards are announced for this. I think it's going to be later, I think it's late summer, uh, but I'm not sure if that's, that'll be Northern Hemisphere time, not not uh, Southern Hemisphere. So um, yeah, late summer, who knows? I'll keep you posted if I hear anything more on that. Um, but it's exciting for me to have made the finals on that, on that nonetheless. The other thing I just want to talk about today is I had an email from someone I've never heard from before who follows my work um, and wrote very kind words about my photography, but made the suggestion to me in an email that I update the portfolios on my website more often than I currently do. Now, I haven't updated them all that often. Usually and typically and historically, if you like, I've only ever updated them when I add a new location to the website. And that's not all that often these days. But I actually really like the idea of, of having regular work there. So I'm going to add a new portfolio on my website called New Work, which I'm going to try and cycle through new images more often. So that those of you who follow my website and look at the portfolios on a regular basis have some new work to look at. I do post a lot of new work to social media, particularly to Facebook and Instagram, or Instagram through Facebook, I should say. I just post it once to Facebook and it gets syndicated out to Instagram and Twitter and all that other sort of stuff. But that's really been the only place I put it. And that's not a great venue for it really it's just become a lazy venue for me because it's easy just to quickly throw an image up on facebook and it's good for regular engagement and ongoing engagement but it doesn't really 
showcase the photography very well because, as we all know, Facebook heavily, um, what's the word I'm looking for, heavily, heavily compresses the work and you lose a lot of fine detail and you pick up a lot of artifacts and it's not the best place to look at photography. I know that many of us do look at images there because it's easy as we're scrolling through the news feed, but it's not a great place for it. So I am going to add a new section to the portfolio, a new portfolio to my website. Uh, called New Work, uh, and I will try and do that. It won't be until I get home to Australia again later in uh, April, uh, probably around mid to late April of this as I get back to Australia, quite simply because I don't have the images with me in high enough resolution to, to add to the website. But I will um, probably create a placeholder to remind myself, and definitely that's going to come in the future. So great idea. Thank you for that email. It's something that I've been I should have done a long time ago, but I am going to do going forward. So just to return to the upcoming expedition to Ellesmere Island and the question of, you know, how does this delay, let's talk about how delays can affect these sort of things, these, these trips. And they do, of course, have an effect, but also it's important to note that when planning these trips, um, I always try and allow for a few days of weather delay or to lose a day or two to weather because it's just a fact of life and you need to allow for it. And I've certainly done that on this trip as well. So it's not going to mean that we, it's going to mean we have a little bit less time in the field than we had previously planned, but it is going to mean that we still should be able to accomplish all of our goals. We still should be able to get as far north as we had originally planned. And all of the intel that uh, I have at the moment on location for the white arctic wolves is that they should be around camp three um which is quite a long way from the, the small town of Grisfjord, but we should still be able to make it there and hopefully have some fantastic interactions with them uh, i'm hoping that the weather and the snow conditions are good this year last year the when i was there it was a very low snow year uh, which meant that the snowmobile ride in the comatex was very, very bouncy. There are a lot of rocks that we had to avoid, so we had to do a lot of zigzagging in the snowmobiles, which took a lot of time rather than a direct line. So I'm hoping this year there's going to be a lot more snow and conditions should be much, much better for that and for that journey and travel should be a little bit more comfortable. We'll see how that goes. I am expecting it to be extremely cold with temperatures dipping probably to minus 50 degrees Celsius, um, potentially even lower than that with windchill. Again, we'll just have to see how all of that goes. Um, but, you know, I was discussing all of this with, of course, um, my clients here before they left for Iqaluit yesterday. And, you know, like all these things, these sort of delays can be very, very quickly forgotten if you get a fantastic photographic experience with the wildlife. Um, in fact, all of the, the travel difficulties from the time you leave home to the time you arrive on site, really just fall away once you get a great interaction with wildlife. And that's, of course, what we're hoping for. I am, again, going to try and record a podcast or two um, while we're out in the field, which I won't be able to upload from the field, but can certainly upload when I get back. So hopefully time will permit for that. I am, as I said, expecting for the first few days to be pretty hardcore, meaning we're going to go probably 12 to 14 hours a day on the snowmobiles just to get some distance behind us and get out into the field. Where hopefully we're going to encounter those elusive white wolves. I really, really hope that's going to happen for us this year. I'd love to get some nice shots of those. So that's it for now. Just a quick update on a few items. Uh, as I sit here in my hotel room in Ottawa, waiting for my flight tomorrow morning to Iqaluit and then on to Resolute. So that's it. I'm Josh. It has been the 4th of March, 2023, podcast number 66. Look forward to seeing you out in the field. Take care.